Hi there and thanks for joining us. We are out and about for today's episode and visiting two former hospitals, each with very new purposes. The Ehrenville, which is now home to UCC's College of Medicine, and Shanachiel, which is home to Pieta House. I'm Jonathan Healy and this is Red Business. Red Business. Cork's exclusive business podcast. It has become one of the biggest charity drives in this country every single year. And it goes from strength to strength. And this year, on the 11th of May, Darkness into Light returns. So where does the money go and how and why should Cork businesses get involved? Well, I am up in what has to be said is a fantastic building uh, for Pieta House, which is the old Shanachiel Hospital that has been converted into a, a wonderful facility to help all sorts of people. And with me to tell me about the type of work they do here, we've got Sylvia O'Driscoll-Wong, who is the clinical manager for Pieta House here in Cork. Sylvia, you're very welcome to Red Business. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me on. So what do you do here? I mean, this is, for me, this is the old hospital. This, this is what yeah. uh, people would remember from the 80s if they yeah. had to get a toenail removed. <laughs> yeah, it is, actually. It's, it's an iconic building. It's a very historical building, and it was set up originally as a hospital to service those who were physically unwell. And <clears throat> since June of last year, June 2018, we moved across from our old premises on the Model Farm Road and we're now, now operating out of this um, modernised, um, beautifully restored um, building. And we offer a variety of services to the people of Cork. Um, so currently we offer support, therapeutic support, one-to-one therapeutic support to those who have suicidal thoughts or perhaps may have attempted suicide. We also support those who are engaging in self-harm. And we are also now offering therapeutic support to those who are bereft through suicide. So we have a variety of services under our roofs here in Pieta House Cork. How how did you and when did you start getting involved in Pieta? I started getting involved in Pieta from the very beginning when it came to Cork. I saw um, a newspaper clip um, just advertising that the Pieta House was coming to Cork. Um, it is a charity that sits very closely to my own heart. I am a trained psychotherapist. I've been working in that field for many, many years. And I decided that I would apply to work as a therapist, which I did. I started in January 2014 and became manager then in June of 2014. So how has it grown from those humble beginnings? Oh, wow. It's been like, it's just been so, the growth has been phenomenal, really. I mean, we started with four therapists in 2014. So four, four or five of us were working. We currently have a staff of 36 therapists. So even... You know, the staff has just increased mm-hmm. according to the demand. Um, when we first opened our doors, we saw 480 clients in the year. And this last year, we saw 1,300. So we are getting busier and busier year on year. And was that demand always there? Or do you think that people are more willing to reach out and get support now? Yeah, I think people always struggled, to be honest. This is a very age-old struggle. People have always struggled with um, dark nights of the soul, deep psychological despair. But I think the drive to bring suicide out of the darkness and into the light 
and to reduce the stigma has allowed more people to reach out to us. So there are more people willing to now pick up the phone, which is fantastic because it means that people don't ever have to get to the stage where they are highly suicidal. They can come into us even when life becomes start, starts to become dark. It's a time in people's lives where they are very low and, and you would expect a building like this to, to reflect that but it's bright, it's airy it's, it's not the kind of depressing place that people might associate with a traditional yeah. mental health service, is it? Absolutely not. That's deliberate as well you know, I mean, I think your environment is extremely important so when you, when you walk in, you can see very clearly this is a very light, airy, non-clinical environment and what that does is that it actually fosters great hope for those people that come in they know even before they even sit into the therapist's chair that we're, we are here to give hope, to give warmth and care to them. What kind of support have you gotten, though, from not just the public here in Cork, but yeah. the business community as well? I mean, if you're dealing with those dramatic increases where you were dealing with uh, yeah. 16 assessments in 2013 and, and 1,200 last year, absolutely. you need a lot of support for that, yeah, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the people of Cork have been enormously supportive. Um, to us and I'm not just talking about large businesses I'm also talking about just people who come here who come see the, a lot of people come to see our premises you could have people baking cakes you could have a school that are doing quizzes so every single penny that people support us with is greatly appreciated What would it mean to you for this to be the biggest ever year for Darkness yeah. and Delight? I think it I mean since we've opened Darkness and Delight has grown year on year as well there are so many more people and communities supporting the Darkness into Light. It is our major fundraiser. It is the biggest fundraiser. We get approximately 85% of our funding, um, and that's, that funding supports all of the Pieta houses. So it, it keeps the doors of Pieta House open. Without the funding of Darkness into Light, Pieta House would not exist. I mean, just before we go, and we're going to have a chat with someone who will tell yeah. us more about the fundraising on the day, uh, on the 11th of May, you've got the best view of any office in the city here. I'm looking out and seeing unbroken views from here all the way out to the airport. It's not a bad thing to come and look in the window every morning, is it? Absolutely, it's wonderful. I mean, it's a, pri- it's a privilege to come in here. It's a privilege to work here. And as you said, the views definitely add... Okay, Sylvia O'Driscoll-Wong, thank you so much for joining us and uh, let's go and wander to another part of the building where we're going to talk about the type of events and the type of businesses you want involved at this particular Darkness and Delight. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork. So now we have moved upstairs uh, in Pieta House. And if I thought the view downstairs was good, even moving one floor up, it's improved immeasurably again. And with me now is Darren Coilgard, who is uh, responsible for getting more people involved uh, in Darkness into Light this year. I mean, it is a great view again. Better even than downstairs, isn't it? Oh, it's fantastic. Like It's, it's an unbroken view, as you said yourself. So how are you going to get more people involved this year in Darkness Into Light? Basically, we're just trying to get it, get the word out there more and more. We're trying to get as many people involved. Um, it's our biggest fundraiser. It brings Last year, uh, on a national level, it brought in just shy of about €6 million. Euro. It's just one, that's one day that, of fundraising activity brought yeah, in €6 million. Euro. €6 million, yeah. So that helps keep our centres all across Ireland open for roughly around six months of the year. Keeps our services free. Um, so obviously we're trying to get it out there more and more. We're trying to, we had over 200,000 people walk last year. Um, this year we're trying to hit a target of about 250,000 people. And how much of that 
is down to the individual. It's it's down to the Darren, it's down to the Jonathan to go out and do it. And how much is it trying to get into companies and say, let's do this as a group. Let's do this as the five, the six, the 10, the 20, the 100 of us. I'd, I'd pretty much the whole lot of it, like we are heavily um, reliant on public on the public. Like w- without the members of the public, Pieta House would not exist. Um, like So people have, some people just register for the events. Um and the cost for that is 25 euro. Other people go uh, stepping beyond and they do various fundraisers as well or they do more sponsorship for the Darkness into Light, which is huge to see such uh, support from the public. Um, how do people get involved this year if they want to do it? It's on the 11th of May, as I said. Yeah, so it's on the 11th of May at 4.15 in the morning. Um, and just remind people who mightn't be familiar with it, why 4.15 on the 11th of May? What's so significant about that time for all those people starting out in the walk, basically, it's it's the symbolism of it. Um, it's to symbolise the journey through Pieta House. It's somebody who is in that dark place, we'll say, and there uh, it's uh, it shows their journey through Pieta House. So that at the end, the light is coming up and it's giving them hope um, to a brighter future. Um, so that's why it starts at four fifteen in the morning. It actually started in Dublin with just 400 people uh, ten in 2009. And again, to get that, just, this is just to give a scale. So 400 people in 2009, 200,000 last year. Uh, so again, how do they get involved? Is there a website people can log on to? Yeah, so go to uh, darknessintolight.ie uh, and find your closest venue and you can register through the website. Um, and upon registering through the website then as well they'll ask you for your address and we'll have your t-shirt delivered to your door now a lot of people are chronically lazy and won't want to get out of bed at quarter past four in the morning so there are other things they can do to support it as well how do they do that that is always a tricky question because there's various different ways to support piano house like and some people have coffee mornings uh other people may have Christmas swims. It just depends. If, if I mean, the, it could be down to supporting somebody who does get out of bed a quarter. Yeah, yeah. Morning, Basically, it? you can support them as well. So uh, people will most likely be looking for sponsorship if they are doing the darkness and light, whether it be through social media or other various online platforms. Basically, just go to their page and you can make a donation towards that and towards their cause and support them whatever way you can. It's going to be very hard to ignore it given the scale of people that are involved in it if we have that many people uh, getting up and walking into the light on the 11th of May. Um, Pieterhouse.ie is the website address if people want to get in contact. But for now, uh, Darren Coilgard, thank you and to everybody here at Pieter House. Red FM is delighted to be uh, a key supporter again this year. And we wish you and everybody here the best of luck. Thank you very much, Jonathan. The only show in town for Cork Business, Red Business. Now on Red Business, we are in UCC. Well, a little bit outside the traditional campus, but somewhere where before many babies were born. In this very room where I'm speaking to my next guest, who is the head of the College of Medicine at UCC, Professor Helen Welton. How are you? I'm very well, Jonathan. Thank you. And you're very welcome to the Ernville, which was the Ernville Hospital, which now houses the College of Medicine and Health in UCC. Now, and, and I'm not over stretching it. This was where the birthing suite used to be. Absolutely, you're in the labour ward. <laughs> There's a little calmer than it would have been, I'd imagine, when the Ironville was open. Um, you have been uh, the head of the college for, what, the last 12 months or so. How have you found it so far, and what have been the surprises uh, when you joined the college? 
So um, I'm back about a year and a half now, Jonathan. I came back from the University of Leeds and it's been an absolute pleasure. And obviously, there have been some um, challenging times, but there are huge opportunities in the region. And having stepped out of, of UCC for a few years, I can really see the opportunities here now. And there's a lot of opportunities to develop alongside business and alongside the hospital system. So the reason that the college is head- headquartered are here in the Ernville is that we share the building with the headquarters of the South Southwest Hospital Group. So as the head of college, I'm also the chief academic officer for the South Southwest Hospital Group. So I sit in the leadership team of both the university and the hospital group. And there are nine hospitals in that group. Now, the, the real change is that people used to think of UCC as churning out doctors, nurses and dentists. Um, but now that's completely different because the the expectation is that things will be run as a business. So you almost have to imbue a little bit of that business in your students, don't you? Too true, Jonathan. I mean, the the government now pays less than 50% of uh, the running cost of the university. And so we have to be entrepreneurial. And of course, we have, we have a role to play in the development of Ireland Inc. and in the development of, of uh, in the, the growth of foreign direct investment. So if you think about, uh, people think about <coughs> College of Medicine and Health as producing, uh, well, we produce doctors, dentists, nurses, therapists, pharmacists, and people in public health. Um, but it's not, uh, it's not just that. We also work in scientific areas. We have a huge research program, and we work very closely with industry. And so what we want to develop even further here is an academic health system. An academic health system depends on academia, business, and clinical areas. Now, it's very important to try and break that down because business is business and medicine is medicine. People say, well, I don't want, you know, all these privatisation ideas coming in. But it's not really that. It's about a synergy between the two. Well, here in the Cork region, we have eight out out of the ten global leaders in pharma. And we work very closely with these industries to, to help them in a number of different ways. So we do the research We also produce very skilled scientists and clinicians who work with pharma to develop their product line. So uh, many of the jobs in Ireland traditionally have been manufacturing, but more and more now pharma and medtech are doing their research and development in Ireland. So it's really important that we as a university and as a college of medicine and health feed that pipeline and ensure that our jobs in Ireland go up the value chain. So so that it's not just manufacturing, that we supply the skilled labour that they need for research and development. And, and there's businesses being spun out of it as well. I think of the APC Microbiome which has uh, spawned a number of companies already and, and I presume you as head of college would be looking going, well where's the next big thing? How are we going to make more money, create more jobs? Yeah, we, 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 we I suppose we position ourselves so that we can um, enable spin-outs we can enable innovation and there are a number of very exciting opportunities <coughs> in the college so we've set up um, different Blackstone Launchpad, for example, um, the Health Innovation Hub Ireland, which is headquartered here in UCC. So the Health Innovation Hub is a really good example of how you can uh, foster uh, companies to develop and grow their business. So what the Health Innovation Hub does is if you have an idea for some new product that can be used to help healthcare, um, the Health Innovation Hub will bridge the gap between your company and the clinical setting. So 
what was maybe impenetrable for industries before we can now bridge that gap and, and allow them access to the, the care setting. Other areas like we, we really enjoy bringing people from industry in and showing them how procedures are done and we, we can provide that opportunity for people to come into theatre for example and see how they can improve medical devices. You get an engineer and a clinician or a surgeon together and it's fantastic what they can do. They can really improve how things work. And you undertook a body of work recently to show the impact of outcomes of what goes on in the university. And you you tried to tell the story in a very humane way. Um, Does that impact you, someone who's in charge of all of this, of of all the hundreds of students who will be under your control, that that's the message you want to get out there, that we are doing good, that you have the potential to do more, and that there are things going to be done in 30 years' time that you might actually be responsible for inventing? Well, I'd like to think that. Um, We So we, we produce research anthology, which tells the research stories of some of our researchers. So we took a sample of 42 stories where we felt there had been impact on the the public at large and our our potential impact. And uh, we compiled these into a research anthology. And it was really great fun working with the researchers and getting them to translate what they'd done into English. And I think everybody was really proud to see this compilation. I mean... Our researchers are doing work on the the gut-brain interface, for example, how your microbiome in your gut affects your mental health. Um, Others are doing work on microneedles, for example, um, different ways of giving vaccinations where you don't actually have to give this um, scary injection anymore. And the microneedles work is really, really interesting. It's led by Anne Moore, and um, Anne is a biochemist, and she developed this method of not only delivering the vaccination, but it allows easier transport of vaccinations. Historically, vaccinations would be supplied in liquid form, and they'd have to be refrigerated and transported to countries in the third world, for example. Um, but now the, she she can apply them to this patch and the patch is flat mm. and is stored easily and it's easily transported. It doesn't require refrigeration. So suddenly a, a, a development in Cork is reaching out around the world and ma- transforming people's lives. It, look, it's, it's all great to hear this. I mean, your background is as a dentist. So uh, uh, do you share that kind of amusement and excitement when you're reading about something like that because your med- your background is is medical but it's in dentistry yeah. but when you're reading all these other amazing things are you as amazed as the rest of us <laughs> I think I am I mean I, I never fail to be excited by research my own background is in research so and you did I a big piece recently didn't you about uh, research uh, with colleagues around Europe yeah so I've been leading um, uh, the European Union has for the last few years had its Horizon 2020 program and uh, at the start of Horizon 2020 I applied for a grant to work with the insurance industry and to use data from dental practices to feed back to dentists to encourage them to do more preventive practice and the insurers and policymakers from governments in six different countries and eight different companies um, were very pleased to come on board with this and so we've developed um, technology to help to improve uh, dental practices and to work with dentists so uh, what we say is that the dentists work in partnership with the patients to improve prevention and uh, put more smiles on people's faces. And good smiles as well, yeah, ones that they can be proud of. Well, it's amazing to think that the babies that were born 
in this delivery suite are probably some of them right now actually students of the College of Medicine and uh, lo and behold it's all been directed by you from this office. Uh, Professor Helen Welton of the College of Medicine at UCC thank you so much for joining us in Red Business and we wish you and everyone here the best of luck. Thank you Jennifer. Red Business all that's best about business in Cork. My thanks to everyone in the College of Medicine and Pieter House for making us welcome. Neve Hennessy produced. All episodes are on redextra.ie and we'll catch you on the next one.